Welcome to this week's edition of the When It Clicks podcast, and we are getting ready to start our Path to Self-Love series, and Amber and I today are going Hello, to- Hello, everyone. <laughs> we are going to talk about self-acceptance. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we're, what was really cool is when we were talking about uh, on the last episode, we, we got off into kind of the side conversation on the path to healing, and we were talking about how important- self-love, but especially uh, self-acceptance really is. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about this. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great topic to talk about. And we talked about going further after this into talking about more self-healing and other topics. So I think that self-acceptance is a great way to start that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we should start with a question for Daryl, because he loves it so much. Yes. <laughs> so when you think about self-acceptance to you, what, what would be your personal definition of that, of, of, of accepting yourself? Um, being able to like look at myself honestly, uh, see the good qualities, but not just focus on those and, and not the others. Um, so I guess like being able to see myself as who I am as an individual, like, you know, good stuff, bad stuff, faults, all that. Yeah, I would agree. I would say for myself, a similar definition. I think that it is accepting all the parts of you that includes Mm -hmm. any, you know, flaws that you may believe that you have and um, not just the good qualities, but the bad qualities, if that's what you want to call them as well. Yeah. and, And I think something like, so I think there's two things. I think we can absolutely just start looking at the um, good stuff and focus on that. And you can make, you could actually make a case that in day-to-day life, you want to spend more time focusing on the good stuff that's going on than the bad. Otherwise you get drug into this entire, like just this negative thought process. And you're just, you're, you're just in a, in a, in a rough place. Um, you know, but when we're the, the other thing, um, and I guess this kind of ties off into that is that when you start looking at the, the stuff that isn't as savory, uh, not necessarily bad, but I mean, there's like, there are these, I guess, I guess standards that we all kind of look like that, or we look at that as an individual, these are good qualities. These are bad qualities. And it's not necessarily the, tr- the, the, the case. I mean, really when you get to know people, you start to figure out that, okay, it's kind of more or less a sliding scale. Like we all have these traits and at different times in different situations, those things are going to come out. Uh, so it's not necessarily about like, this is good. This is bad. Like getting back to, to self-acceptance, like this is just who I am. And, you know, a lot of times, whether it's overstating the good and putting positive labels on yourself, which you can definitely make a case for. I think that the other thing that people fall into is they look at the negative stuff and they can't let go of it. Like they use that stuff to reinforce a negative view of themselves. And that plays into so many things like having low self-esteem and just, just really honestly, personal suffering. I mean, if, if we want to go that to, to that depth with it, but I think you totally can. Yeah, I would agree that um, uh, self-acceptance, a big part of it is embracing all of what you are. Mm-hmm. And those would be all traits and characteristics. And, um, you know, that saying that is like, this is how I am. I hate that saying. I think it's very toxic because 
if there are some qualities about you that let's say are just like on the negative side, yeah. um, you know, you have to recognize them first and acknowledge them. And then from that point, it's like, you know, there are some things that you should be able to at least try to improve or, you know, work on. So I don't like when someone says, well, that's just how I am. Well, if you can recognize that that's not necessarily not a great quality, then, you know, you have to be able to recognize to work on it to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. You, you bring up a really good point because like, and, and there's a fine line when we're saying accepting the, you know, basically all things because I mean, people have toxic traits. People do, you know, they continue to um, make choices that they shouldn't make or they've made choices in the past that, that, you know, really were major mistakes. And I think the big thing that I keep coming back to is, as we were kind of researching for this is like, accepting where you are doesn't mean you're condoning, um, you know, behavior or choices that you should not be making. And you, to your point, when people say, well, this is just how I am, like, that's dangerous because you then end up having kinds of, uh, like y- your view of yourself, you're, you're taking the stuff that, um, you know, you, you might want to look at working on. And I say might want to look at, because honestly, like we all have stuff that, that is, is, would be, cons- could be, viewed in a negative light, some of it's worth working on, some of it's not. So like, doesn't mean you're going to work on everything that you see that, that, you know, may not be the most positive version of you, but like, it's a completely different level when you're just like, this is who I am. And then you surround yourself with people that are like that. And it's, they, they don't see any of the negatives and you get into this like whole crazy narcissist loop where these people can never be wrong and they feed off of each other. And it is, you mentioned it being toxic it is such a toxic environment. And like when you see that in day-to-day life, because I think we all have now, and this is professionally, this is personally, these are in all kinds of relationships. Like when you see those types of people interacting together, like that energy, it's, it's powerful, but it is destructive and you can pick up on it right away. Yeah, it is very destructive. Um, I think even, I think a huge part of self-acceptance is even recognizing things about yourself or and or people that you surround yourself with mm-hmm. that maybe you you know they have some traits or qualities that you don't necessarily want to rub off on yourself yes you know to be able to be able to even recognize that is a big step um you know yeah. in improving you know acceptance of yourself well and and it is a it is a um it is a huge step because what you're saying is basically okay you've been part of a group and there's kind of this herd mentality going on where everybody feeds off of one another, which is one of the best things about a group dynamic. It can be one mm-hmm. of the best. It can also be one of the most toxic, but for you to be able to take a step back. And this is really what I think the first part of self-acceptance is the first step. But I think the first step of self-acceptance is being able to take a step back, look at yourself, look at the people you're surrounding yourself with me. Like, you know what? Like some of this is great with what's going on with me. Some of it is not, and just really being able to, to, to kind of like come to terms with it. But yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely being able to take a step back and, and to be able to reflect a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think another, just like a, a, another part of this is um, when we were, when I was looking into this stuff, self-acceptance is actually what they're saying if saying is more or less 
a huge step towards self-confidence as well. Because if you think about people that don't have confidence and this, and we're all like guilty of this at times, we're like, we don't, we're, we're, we're picking ourselves apart. We don't really feel confident in a particular situation. But if you think about what you're focusing on as an individual in that time, or if you see an individual that just doesn't have a lot of confidence in themselves, like their awareness level seems to be so far off, like to hear them talk about themselves and you're just kind of like, well, wait a minute. No, that's like, that's not you at all. It's not all this stuff over here. That's, that's negative. Like look at all this other great stuff that you're doing, but, but they don't see it. So, I mean, I think there is a huge tie between um, self acceptance and, um, and uh, just, you know, your, your self-confidence as well. Yeah, I think that it's easy to kind of overlook the good things about ourselves that we do, unfortunately, because, you know, those should be things that we really love about ourselves, but we tend to focus more on these negative aspects. And, you know, you have to really come to a ground where, you know, you can say, okay, I recognize this in myself. Is this something that I want to change? How does this, how does this affect me day to day? And, you know, the other thing is, the other thing, this is what I try to tell myself a lot lately. Like, what am I learning from a situation that happens or something that maybe how I've reacted to something that I, you know, maybe could have reacted a different way. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, let's say, you know, I feel like I made a mistake in any, whatever Mm -hmm. aspect of life it is, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of beating yourself up so hard about that, you know, you can think like, okay, well, you know, what have I learned from this? What can I, what can I take moving forward from this? You know, what, what can I do differently next time? So basically you're seeing the situation as a learning experience instead of like something that leaves a mark or a label on you. It has, it really, you're basically separating the experience from you as the individual and you're taking what you can from the experience and applying it to you as a person. Is that right? Yes. Cool. Cool. No, (laughs) I I think that's, well, and I mean, that is like, that, that's, I mean, that's, that's the huge growth step too, by the way. And you know, that's, that's the other thing here too, is like, if you don't, if you don't accept who you are, where you are, where you've been, um, you're not going to be able to really work on, healing yourself and being able to develop yourself. So anything that comes as far as like self-healing or self-development, you have to be able to be honest with yourself first. Um, one thing that you and I really, like we were, we were talking about this back and forth and like, how do you, how do you actually talk about your personal experience with self-acceptance? Because you like, there's, there's so much to it. And it obviously is something that goes pretty much back into all stages of life. And I think what we decided on, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the best way to go about this is to look at, and I'll go first, by the way, but like the best way to look at this is kind of look at how you accept yourself right now and then kind of work back as to how we got there. Is that kind of what we decided? It's, it's been a few days since we had that conversation. Yes, that's what we decided. That is what we decided. <laughs> okay. And I think we also decided that I was going to go first, right? We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Somebody decided that anyway. Um, but so if we're looking at, if I'm, okay, so like right now, I, I feel, I feel like I have a pretty good sense of like who I am and what it is that I want to do. And I have a pretty good relationship with myself because I do always have kind of like one of these ongoing dialogues going on. Um, 
I see that on the good side, like I, I think I have a pretty positive vibe that comes off of me. I, I am in a good place with like who I surround myself with, like, you know, who has what level of access with me at this current time. And this is something going back to an, an episode that we did a few weeks ago, like those, those boundaries and those barriers, like those things are fluid, those change. I mean, somebody can, can say or do something that either brings them in a little bit closer or, you know, something that also pushes them away. I, I feel like I've got a pretty good sense on that right now. Um, you know, on, on the negative side, like, I think, I, I think that I've been very trusting of people when I probably shouldn't have, um, mm -hmm. has, and, and that's not a new thing. I think that's something that is kind of like always happened with me. And I finally had gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, you know what, we're going to close off some of this stuff. Uh, because, and, and I posted something about this, this week, like, you know, you start to find out that maybe some of these, some of these folks that had access to you, and this is, this is in all areas of life, maybe they shouldn't have had that level of act. Maybe they didn't deserve the level of access that they had. Now you can totally make a case that like anytime that you're going to, you know, allow somebody to see areas of you as an individual that, that maybe not many other people see, like you're taking a bit of a calculated risk there anyway. Like you're putting yourself out there. So like you totally have to do that some, but I, I, that's one thing that I've noticed is like, you know, I kind of, I would allow certain people access or, you know, that, that I probably shouldn't have. Um, you know, I also, I, I'm an interesting mix of being patient, but then being immediate. Meaning like the things that I wanna do long-term um, I, I see a bigger picture. I trust that a process is going to work, but like on the day to day or stuff that's like right in front of me, I'm very immediate. And there have been, there have been many, many instances where like, I will make a snap comment or snap reply or come up with a suggestion or just start something. Whereas, you know, a little bit of planning, even if that planning would have been like 20 minutes, you know, would have been. A, a much better way to go. So, oh, you you would say you're impulsive a little bit. I couldn't look at you when I said no. that. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like it, it's it's so funny. Like when we start talking about things for this podcast, I'm like, hey, we should do this, 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 and then like I'll see you typing a reply, and literally as soon as you send the reply, I'm like, but no, let's do this instead. Yeah, I'm doing. You mean I'm, when you you mean when you give me a headache? Yeah. Yeah, I, well, you're pretty. I, I think I give you probably like what two or three headaches a week at this point. I think you might. You, that's that's yeah. probably pretty accurate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sorry about sorry about that, but they probably will continue. So yeah, is what it is. You know what I love about what you just said is that I think every single person that's going to listen to this can say that they gave someone access to them that they absolutely yeah. the level of access they gave to them what it absolutely should not have been. Right. But what I really like about that ties back into what I just said about, you know, instead of beating yourself up, like, you know what, I really shouldn't have let this person in the way that I did. I really let them know too much information about me. I really granted them way too much access to me instead saying, you know what, what did I learn from that? Yes. What will I do next time? What will my boundary be next time in a situation yeah. like that? You know, your walls necessarily may be a little bit higher, you know, yeah. if you come into a circumstance like that, again, in a situation like that with a different person, you've now learned from 
the previous situation and you know you'll handle that differently yeah and i, and I think it's all another, learning curve it's all learning curve oh my gosh it's everything everything is a learning curve and i think you know I, another thing in a situation like that um and this this i think really helps with acceptance is if you're in a situation where um you know you've either given somebody's access or you've been burned you, you have been burned you know you what are you doing Sorry. <laughs> like I'm I look back and I've got like I've got like this right in front of me and I'm just so distracted. Right, your camera's good. All right, cool. We're we're good. What was I saying? Talking, words. Okay. Um I think one of the, the, the best things though is when when you um when you've had a situation go a learning experience. Like, you know, and, and in this case we're talking about um you know, with other folks, like when something happens don't do the natural urge to say, oh, that's all on them. Um, you know, because I, I know in instances, you know, where, where this has happened with me, the way I, I frame it is it, this was on me because I allowed this or I did this. Um, you know, people are absolutely going to do things in, in you know, say things that they, they betray you or they, they go over the line or whatever. But I think the sign of being a mature individual about this stuff is being able to say, you know what, what was my role in this? I may not have actively done something to provoke this, but right. what exactly is it that I did that allowed this to happen? And this gets back to what you were saying, whereas you start looking at, at every experience as an opportunity to learn. And then yes. kind of like I said, like you start separating your experiences from you as an individual that I just, I think that's, that's, it's just, it's a huge thing to work towards. And it does show a, a tremendous amount of maturity. Absolutely. That's a, that's huge in growth and level of growth. And, um, you know, just like talking about some things that maybe we don't think are creating great qualities about ourselves, but right. that we want to change. Cause I think it's important, like, very, very far from perfect. So yeah. I think it's important to point out like flaws that we may think we have of ourselves, yeah. but also in the sense of growth. So I want to talk about how passive aggressive I can be because I can be very passive aggressive. Now, <laughs> now before I, before becoming passive aggressive, I probably would have cursed someone out, told them to go fuck themselves. Sorry, but that's the truth. Okay. I have since learned from that okay and that yeah. kind of hot-headed way that i could have been in the past and instead of you know starting something like that or that being my reaction i now choose to be more silent yeah. but with that comes a degree of passive aggressiveness that i have noticed how i can be so that is an example of something you recognizing yourself i'm just keeping it real that's no, an example of something that you uh, something that you recognize in yourself that is something that you want to change and that you work towards changing to self-improve for the better. So, so to bring current day, yeah, yeah. Instead of trying and I recognize that, I try not to be that way. I may be that way for a little while, but I yeah. do recognize it. And I usually just need a little bit of time. And then I can come around and I can say, you know what? Let's talk about this. Let's discuss this. Let's figure this out. Let's work it out. 
you know, I hear your point of view. This is mine. Where can we come to a middle ground? So I think what's really interesting about this is because you said that before. And you know what's really funny is when people are on a podcast and they cuss like for the first time, like <laughs> they get quiet. So you're like, you know what? I would tell people to go fuck themselves. You know, you can just be like, hey, go fuck yourself. Um, but like, I, I think this is interesting because basically what you're, I think what you're saying is that, hey, the way I would normally handle this is I would get really hot about it. I'd get twisted, mm-hmm. and just react without thinking. Yes. Now, I'm, taking the, I'm taking the time to reflect on this now, but while I'm reflecting, I'm simmering. Yes. And if, if you are to say something to me while I'm simmering, you're going to get a little bit of, a little bit of steam, a little yes. bit of passive aggressiveness steam. No, I, I think that's, uh, that's interesting. So like basically the passive aggressiveness is almost like a byproduct of you trying to, of you taking the time to sort things out. So yes. no, I, I, you know what, like that's, uh, and, and it's interesting. Cause I, I think we all in like, we all will get passive aggressive about things. We won't be direct. And then we get pissed at the person when we're talking to them. Like, what the hell? You, you didn't understand that? Like what, yeah. what's going on? So, but no, I, I think when you explain it like that, which is look, it's either this where I'm still taking the time to really process it, or I could just basically go off on you and say something that I'm probably going to regret, which I think is also an interesting thing to touch on when we're talking about self-acceptance, because how much of the stuff of the situations that we, uh, th- that have happened that we're not proud of are because we reacted in the moment and we said something Absolutely. that like, had we taken just a couple of moments to think that through, um, it would have been different. So no, yes. I, actually that makes, it's, it's cool that you acknowledge that in yourself, but it's also interesting to kind of like work through it as to why you do it. Because I think some people would just say, Hey, I'm just super passive aggressive deal with it. And you're just like, well, I am, but this is why. So no, I, I think that's, that's huge. That's cool. And that goes back to what I said about that, that statement. Well, this is just how I am. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't like that because yeah, like some people may not care at all and just be like, you know what, this is how I am. And I'm not going to change it because I don't care. You're going to accept me how I am or you're going to, we're not, whatever. Yeah. But if you're able to be like, oh, you know, that is how I am. But like, I do recognize that and I want to change that. And there's different ways that I can do that. Like that's self-improvement and that's huge. That's yeah. Gross. It, it is. And I, and I think like, it's like, it's like pretty much everything we talk about, which is why it's awesome that we do this on a podcast because we can actually talk through it and we can talk about in situations where things are appropriate. And you know, that whole, like, this is how I am again, when we're talking about like how, you know, how people perceive you, you know, sometimes like, like when you go to work, even with people that you work with on a day-to-day basis, you know, you don't want to analyze and internalize all of their opinions. So sometimes you just look at them in situations and say, yo, this is, this is just who I am. But then there are other times where you're like, if you're, if you're constantly in a situation with, you know, with someone or a group of people and the outcome is the same and you're not happy with it, you, you do have to stop and say, okay, maybe just looking at this as this is who I am as an individual. Maybe I'm doing something here because normally like it, it, it is funny and every it's, in every situation, it's not just one person. Like it's everybody's right. involved to some extent. So, um, no, I, I think that's, I think that's huge. Um, now, uh, the other thing that I do want to get back uh, that that I want to get back into a little bit, which, and by the way, like I think, I, I think when we start looking at self acceptance, 
I think you want to look at the past just for information purposes to do exactly what, what Amber's talking about, which is what can I learn from these situations? There are so many people that live in the past and live in their mistakes that they made years, if not decades ago, and they label themselves and they never really develop. If you can look at the past for what it is and learn from it and look at where you are right now, because the stuff that you start to, we say this all the time, the stuff that you're doing right now today is really going to set you up for however you are tomorrow. Yes, that's, that's your relationships, that's your job, that's your stuff, but more importantly, how you view yourself, which is kind of like the whole reason that we get into all of this stuff, guys, is like, we want you to be able to develop a better relationship with yourself because there's a lot of people in our, in our age demo, like when you're in your thirties, man, like you've, you've, you've seen a fair amount of stuff. You're still processing a lot of things in life and you're still young enough to like figure out, okay, what is it that I want to do for the next, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. So like, you know, it, but, but this is a huge part, like being able to look at where you are right now, look at what's happened in the past, not label yourself, accept that stuff has happened. Uh, but you know, accept your part in that as well. Yes. And to go for, to, so you kind of explained your scenario of mm -hmm. where you kind of are with that. So just a little bit about mine. So, so my situation is very different because, um, I've just been down a different path. So I feel like for me, I'm really at a turning point right now yeah. for um, kind of understanding who I am as a person. That has a lot to do with the fact that for the past 10 years, and, we, and we've talked about this and I've talked yeah. about this on other areas and, and stuff, but for the past 10 years, you know, I've, I've taken care of my son who is a sick child and that's been the number one role in my life, which obviously, I mean, he's the love of my life that being a mother is the number one role in my life. Yep. I think the time frame as to which, as far as my age, because, you know, I was, I was young, I was 24 when, when I had Christian. So I think the time frame of these past 10 years are typically a time frame that a lot of people would start to realize and who they are, who they really are, their authentic self. For right. me, I feel like it's been a little different because um, I've had, you know, Christian to take care of and he's always come first. So it's kind of like, I'm, I'm just at a point now where, you know, he's, things have kind of settled with him. I mean, there will always be, you know, things going on, but I'm at a point in my life right now where I'm able to start to recognize who the real me is and what I like about myself. What are maybe some things I want to change about myself, who I really am as a person. Cause now I can focus more on me rather than, um, dealing with a lot of the medical issues at the time that we were, that I was dealing with, with him that were more on a critical level that, you know, pretty much took over a lot of things in life. So a lot of, I guess, exciting things taking place with me right now, just kind of recognizing, you know, who I really am as a person. Whereas, you know, I had to internalize a lot of, I think, think a lot of things in order to, be the kind of mother that Christian needed yep. or how sick he was. And now I'm at a point where I can start to really understand who I am as a person moving forward. If that makes sense. It, well, it, it makes total sense on, on a couple of fronts, which is one you were, um, and, and we've talked about this and, and it's interesting because in, in one pod in the first podcast we did, your words were, we could do an entirely separate podcast on just being a special needs parent, which we will totally do one of these days. I, I know, 
Um, but you basically had two different things going on here. You, you had this emergency situation where you as a person wasn't top priority. So you guys like had to go into special needs parent mode. You had all of these, these accommodations. I mean, even from like, I, I rem and I never, I didn't think about this, but when I, cause you know, you shared the, um, the TV appearance that you had and you were yes. talking about how you guys had to like outfit the house and you had to move into a new house. And like, the, like mm -hmm. these are things that when you're 24, 25 years old, you're not thinking about, but like you had to do it because that was the situation. Now being somebody that had to nurture and care for a special needs child and had to really focus on that. I, I actually think part of that has helped you in this process that you're working through right now of figuring out who you are, because I will tell you, like you, it really just seems like you use this as kind of an outlet right now. Like you're figuring out who you are with everything else that's gone on that is going on. You're jumping into this and you have such a, you, you have such an intensity isn't the right word, but like you have such a thirst for this. Like you want to figure out who you are. You want to figure out how you can be a better person and you want to figure out how you can help other people. And I think coming from the last 10 years, in some ways, yes, this is stuff that people would try to work on in their 20s. I think a lot of people, and, and this again, just like, because we, we have an interesting glimpse into this with the folks that we're connected with on social mm -hmm. media. You get people that are in our age group that have done absolutely no work to figure out who they are as an individual, and they're constantly searching for this, that, and the other. Um, but I, I think in, in one sense, all that stuff that you've been through has really prepared you to do what you're doing right now. And I think that's part of the reason why, because you, you've not even really been doing all this for a year, right? Like, I mean, this is still relatively new for you, but you've like jumped right into it. Yeah. It's just funny how, you know, it's like the timing of things. It's not even like you, <laughs> you planned something. It just was, it just felt like a good time in my life to, understand myself more and yeah. you know the truth is that i you know we chris and i both we have been through a lot the past 10 years and yeah. you know that has really shaped me and molded me into the person that i am today you know and so much strength that i have as a person um so there's so many amazing things that have come out of a lot of the things that have happened um, over the last 10 years, even for myself. And I just feel like I'm just starting to recognize that more now. Good. Like, you know, I know who I am as a person internally. I think I'm just like externally expressing that more now. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, um, just a lot of changes, all good changes. So in the whole thing of like knowing who you are internally, but being able to outwardly express it, is that like a relief for you? Like, do you feel like you're, you're letting some of this stuff out? Yeah, definitely. It is. It definitely is. Good. Yeah. And it's just, it's just funny. The timing of things, the timing yeah. of things in life, yeah, you know, know, everything, everything leads you up to a certain point. I really believe that. So yeah. it's just, it's interesting to, you know, to be able to, I guess, recognize that and then see how it plays out. Well, and, and I think the other thing is, and, and this totally has to go with, the, the speed of which you guys were moving in, because I mean, you, you've talked about all the surgeries that Christian has had, um, you know, and, and, and the situations that like you guys have had with careers and you've been advancing. Cause Oh, by the way, like while all this is going on, it's not like your life was able to stop. 
So, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you, you get, you did all the things that, um, you know, a couple in their twenties would do. It's just, um, you had all this other stuff going on. So like it, it is, it is interesting how things do start to line up and they start to like slow down. And that, that I think in just kind of what you've said before, like you, you're finally at a, at a place where on a one to 10 scale, you might not be at a, a level 12 as far as how fast things are moving. Now you might be at like an eight or nine, but it's at least slowed down enough to where like you can start to figure this stuff out. And some things while they're coming at you and you're trying to process them, it seems to be a little bit slower than what it was before, right? Yeah, definitely. I think before everything moved at such a fast pace, you don't even have time to really sit in your own thoughts. And now, and like I said, it just happens at random times and you just don't even know why, but when it's your time, it's your time. I think that now I am able to sit with my thoughts more and really understand who I am as a person. And um, that's just really nice to see and, you know, to express that. Yeah. And, and I think for, for any of you guys listening, um, being able to like try and slow things down, um, is, is huge, especially if you're like, what exactly is it that I'm supposed to do? Like, where am I supposed to be? I want this part of my life to work out. I want that part of my life to work out. But I, I, I think the whole, one of the big things that we're talking about here, one, and, and, you know, Amber describing all this and two, like self-acceptance is like, everything will fall into place. There are just a number of things that you can't rush through that happen at their own time period. And that again is something that we all deal with. I mean, I was telling you before, like I'm very impulsive is a good way of describing it on, on certain things. And like, you just, you have to trust that things will work out and then you have to, you know, don't, don't try to force things. Like um, things do start to come together. You do start to see how things play out and things play out and, in a much better way, but honestly, a much different way than, than what you would think. So, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure, you know, when you were 25 and all this was starting, how you saw your life play out was different than how you saw it when you were 30. And now, you know, as you're, as you're, you know, into your thirties, like you're seeing things playing out differently. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the journey continues. (laughs) (laughs) It is that life, yeah, the lifelong journey. So let me let me go into my notes because you know we're we're doing all kinds of things to prepare for this. I mean, you've been twirling your little pen or your pen since we started. Oh, I don't even know why I'm holding my pen yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was, like it was I'm kinda, actually it was kinda, I'm not but, writing anything. I just was holding it. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. I it, but it was it was very distracting at first because you're like twirling the thing. I'm like, what is she? Doing? Well, you could have said something. <laughs> I could have. What a stop. Well, I, I, you know, I, I had kind of that shiny object syndrome stuff going on. Water break. Water break. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going into our notes here. Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, and and basically what they and I thought this was interesting. Um, when we're acknowledging the good and the bad, but not necessarily accepting it, but not like condoning anything, they call that total self acceptance. So I guess some people would look at just general self acceptance as looking at the good. Total self-acceptance is uh, looking at all things. Um, I, I actually, I meant when I was saying self-confidence before, uh, I was meaning actually the relationship between uh, self-acceptance and self-esteem. Um, and self-esteem, I think, is the thing. I kind of use that interchangeably with 
confidence. Um, but I think self self esteem is how we see ourselves as an individual, which could lead to confidence. Um, in order, but in order for you to figure out how you um, view yourself, you kind of have to be able to accept yourself first. So um, there's a correlation there. Do you have anything that you want to talk about uh, when it comes to self-esteem? We didn't plan this at all, and I'm just asking you a random question, but do you have any thoughts on it? I think that self-esteem, um, it takes time to build self-esteem because you, if you have low self-esteem, you're going to really beat yourself up hard. And I think that if you're in a mindset like that, it's going to be really hard to fully accept yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that accepting yourself really plays into part with self-esteem because uh, if that is something that you struggle with, it's definitely something you would want to work on in order to, um, you know, fully accept yourself, you know, that's what you want to call it. And and self-esteem is always going to be a, a tough thing because like, where does the low self-esteem come from a lot of times? It comes from people in our lives that have distorted, broken views of themselves and that don't have yes. self-esteem putting that stuff on us. And yes. it is amazing how when things happen early early to us in life that we'll carry them with us and we won't even realize, but we'll have like a moment in our day when something that was said or done to us when we were, when we were kids like creeps in and like – you, you almost like on the inside for a brief moment, like you go back to that in your childhood and it's pretty powerful. So yeah, when you say it takes time to actually work through this, it, it totally does. Um, I'm going to jump off and I, I, I want to talk about something that I, I, you are like a full fledged podcaster now because you know what you did before. What? Air quotes. When you start doing air quotes on a podcast, like it is a complete next level thing. Like, you know, you, you're, you're there, man. You're, you're picking up all the, uh, the, the tools, the tricks and, uh, and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and again, like the reason, the reason that we wanted to talk about self-acceptance first is we are going to go through the entire path of self-love, which is basically just getting to where you're building a better relationship with yourself. Um, self-love is a bit of a pokey buzzword and you can think of like a lot of really crazy woo woo stuff that you might be like, yeah, that's a little bit too far out for me. But basically what we're talking about is that you be, we want you to be able to build a, a better relationship with yourself. That is the path, the, the path to self-love is what does that. The first step on that path is self-acceptance. Now uh, we do have some, as we do most weeks, uh, we have some Instagram responses. We ask people about, um, you know, one part of self-acceptance is actually being able to let go of things. So that was our question this week, is that we asked folks what they have had the most trouble letting go of. So let me go ahead and pull up my responses here. Did you go back and pull up yours? Yep, I have them in front of me. I had about I had about 10 responses total, and I grouped them into three different areas because they all kind of um, okay. gathered into like three different um, scenarios. So like you said, the question of the week was, what are some of the hardest things that we've, that you've had, that you felt like you've had to let go of? Yeah. So the first area was, um, not really not caring what others think of you. Yeah. So there was a couple responses based around that. And, um, and that's a good one. And that's a hard one too. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to reach the point of not caring what other people think of you. And that has a lot to do with 
reaching this like ultimate level of self acceptance is when you like don't you know you know who you are and you don't care what other people think of you so now i I think an interesting point about that so like this is one thing that people say all the time that that irks me the to me i don't think the goal is to not care what people necessarily think or say about you but it's taking that information when they when you know you hear it or you find out about it and running it through a filter and i think the first thing is is you ask is this person's opinion valuable to me how valuable and you will find if you're i think if you're doing this properly you're only going to have a small number of people whose opinion really should matter to you uh everybody else it's like yeah you know what okay, they might have some good information. And so the second part of that is like the statement they're making, especially if it's the negative, the negative stuff, um, is there some truth to it? Because right. people that you might view as like toxic and haters can actually give you some of the most useful pieces of information to learn from. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't think it's like, I, I think you have to know who you are. Once you know who you are, you don't let uh, comments that people make or things that they say or, you know, stuff that they do, uh, bother you as much, but the whole thing of like, you know, not caring about what people say a hundred percent. I think that's a way that somebody, I think people aspire to that, but I think it ends up being, it puts you in that same place as this is just who I am, which if you go completely in that direction is, is, uh, can be fairly toxic. That's true. And it does. I think it, it, like you said, it's, it takes time to get to the level to understand that. Yes. Yes. You know, especially if you just want to react. So so that was, that was one group of your responses. What were the others? I'm sorry. (laughs) You going off on a rant? No. (laughs) Uh, The next one was um, to not compare yourself to others. Okay. That that was a good one too. Cause that's something that, you know, we do, we do that. Of course you compare yourself to others. Come on. We do. We do. And like, yeah. And and I, so like I, I have a tough time sometimes on figuring out how I feel, not only about the comparison, comparing ourselves to others, because we, you're right. We all do it and we all do it in pretty much every area of our life. But even the comparisons, like when people start comparing themselves to themselves, because it's like, you're going through life. You're trying to figure things out. I would hope that I have a better perspective on this now than I would have when I was like, I don't know, 27 years old. I would hope that, you know, things have evolved. So like, yeah, like comparing ourselves, I I think definitely you got to watch when you're comparing yourselves to others. Um, But I, I go through phases where I'm like, we really shouldn't even compare our, we shouldn't even compare ourselves to ourselves. We should just look to like kind of evolve and improve kind of like with what you were saying, like take separate, you know, take the lesson from every experience and learn from it. That's true. I feel like for me, like I don't necessarily compare myself in like a physical aspect as far as like wishing I looked like somebody else, or I think I kind of like have outgrown that. I feel like more as I grow as a person, it's like, I look at people's mindsets and I'm like, you know what? I really really love like their way of thinking. And I, yes. that's like an inspiration to me. And I, you know, I hope to like be able to reach that level of mindset. That's more so like comparing that I do not yeah. really anything as far as like physical. I'm not like, Oh my God, I wish I looked like her. Like, I guess I just have like maybe outgrown that. I don't know. That's just like not really a thing I, for me anymore. Well, I, I think, but, and this is why I'm going to interrupt you again. 
Um, this is why <laughs> this is why I like that we're going in this direction and away from straight health and fitness. Because I think at some point you do have to outgrow the physical comparisons. One, because everybody's body is different. And mm -hmm. from a logical perspective, a lot of the comparison stuff, you're either dealing with somebody that has, a, a, they won the genetic lottery. That happens, by the right. way. Right. Yes, it still. does. And like, and also like, you know, you can, you can go down this, this rabbit hole of appearance in so many different directions, but at the end of it, and this is, this is, it's, it's good that you brought this up because for self-acceptance, I think for so many people that listen to this, being able to physically accept who you are and what you look like and, you know, any, just like anything that you wouldn't view as normal or beautiful, like that's, that's something like you, you have to get past that. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I, it's interesting. I, I am, I, I do like to watch how people operate and I like to see how people they're, they're you mentioned mindset. And I think what you, you, I think you'll agree with this when I, when I say it, but like, I'm more interested in people's intention more than yeah. anything else. I mean, I don't even, because people can do the right things or the cool things or the noble things, but like, why are they doing that? Right. Are they, are they doing this? Like, what are their motives? And can I, can I, can I see? And then when you, because I'll tell you what, when you, when you find somebody that has very clear, powerful, positive motives, that again is a, a type of energy that you just, it smacks you in the face when you see it. So like for me, and, and you know, I mean, like there, there've been some of these, um, these podcast personalities that I've really started to gravitate towards. And I, cause I just, I like, I like what I'm seeing underneath the message. I yes. like the vibe that I'm getting from the person. Uh, Jay Shetty is a huge one, which, you know, I send you like stuff. I yeah. feel like probably a couple times, you know, a, a he's day. great. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, rituals, another one that I'm getting into here, but it's like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more about not even just the mindset, like, their overall message, their, their overall message. Yeah. 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 And how they carry themselves and how they present everything and just the energy that goes. Um, the energy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I'm dizzy. You're moving your hand so much. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a headache. That's all it is. I got it. I got to get my headache in for the day. Yeah. Achieved. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we, the last, no, just a, I'm sorry. We have another you interrupted me. <laughs> yes. So one more, which, and honestly, I feel like we could have an entire episode about this, but learning to let go of toxic people in order to self-improve. Okay, we could have on. an entire episode on toxic people. I'm, I'm putting it, I'm putting it, <laughs> actually putting it in our little. Add it, add it to our doc, our I'm Google doc. So you, you talk, I'll add. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, just, and that's, that's so true. I, you have, there are, you have to recognize that there's going to be certain people in your life that you have to let go of because they are toxic to you and they are toxic to what you want to achieve in life, the way you think, the way you react, the way that you are as a person. So that is a huge step in being able to recognize that and letting go of what you would consider a toxic person, which by the way, toxic probably looks 
different for a lot of people, but I think that recognizing that is a great step for self-acceptance and who you want to ultimately be as a person. Yeah. I, and, and I'll tell you, I've noticed in this particular episode, we have used the word toxic a lot. So I was actually thinking as we're talking, I'm like, you know what, that's probably, that's, that's an episode or a series onto its own, just talking about toxicity. Um, man. Yeah. And well, and, and I think pretty much the responses that I had on this were, were similar to yours. Um, I will say, I, I, I thought it was cool that uh, Chris responded because he and I had like a little back and forth on this when I asked this oh, question. He did, he did tell me that. He's like, yeah, I'm talking to Daryl. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> He's just in the whole fam. All right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it happens, man. Um, and let's see. Uh, this was somebody letting go of, uh, this one has to do with, uh, th- this one's a little different. This gets back to the weight loss stuff. And this is again, like this speaks to where people are currently. Um, but we really hope, and again, guys, like as somebody that has done a ton of stuff on health and fitness and weight loss, I, I want so much for you guys to get past that. I want you to get past the scale number. I want you to get past like your physical appearance. Cause here's the thing, man, like attractiveness it's all on how you carry yourself 100%. You could be, you could have the ideal, whatever, you know, appearance looks like to you and be a complete wreck in your head. We've seen that a ton of times. Or you can be somebody that looks nothing like what would be the standard and they just exude like confidence and, and there's just an aura about them and people want to be around them. Be like, That's true. so yeah. So like, so, but this one was the idea of good and bad food something that they're still working on. And I think Mm -hmm. I always come back to this. Whereas if we're talking about food choices, have something specific that you're going to rank it on and, you know, like stop labeling food choices, good or bad. There's always going to be something that's a little bit better when you're comparing it. There's always going to be something that's a little bit worse. Uh, But yeah, try to let go of that stuff. So let's see. And that's hard. That's, that's hard to do. It is. That's, you know, it takes time to understand that it does. And I will remind any of you that have questions on how to improve your relationship with weight loss and food, feel free to DM at your level fitness anytime on Instagram and you can talk to them too. I'm I'm rolling my eyes very hard for every person that heard this because I know you all want to roll your eyes at how he just put himself in this. So I'm doing it for you. (laughs) I felt it. I felt it. I felt it. Um, <laughs> so one, and I guess this isn't necessarily, this I don't think is, is really about letting go. I think this is actually acknowledging something that's huge, which is the only person that can control my happiness is me. I can't place that on anyone else. So we talk a lot about how this stuff is all, it's an inside out job, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. People that, that come into a lot of people are going to be coming into our message thinking from like the fitness and weight loss thing. And we're going to tell you guys it is inside out. You work on how you view yourself and you empower yes. yourself to take charge in your life. I don't know why I keep doing this, pointing at myself while I do this. But if you, you do that yourself, then, um, you know, you'll see that all the other stuff, like we talked about earlier, will just fall into place. So like, don't, don't give anyone else that kind of power over you. You are in charge of your no. happiness, your success, like 
all of it. It starts with you. You're going to have people around you that support it, and you should. But you cannot rely on other people to, to lift you up to the point to where you actually take action on your own life. You have to be the one to do it. It's an inside-out process. It really is. And once you can grasp and understand that, your whole mind will change. It's true. It just clicks, doesn't it? It just clicks. I'll listen to you. <laughs> um, I feel like we could do an episode on the internal and external process too. All right. Hold on. Anytime, anytime she starts this with, I feel like we could do an episode. <laughs> that's just open up your doc and topics. All right. So internal versus external. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I think that's very important. And okay. that I don't, I think people would enjoy to hear about that. I mean, that's a so important too. process to discuss. And if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing, which I mean, again, this is the podcast you've been waiting for, please go ahead and subscribe. Please share this with all of your friends and give us the ratings on, on uh, Apple. If you're listening on an Apple device, they, they help us. And, and, you know, we, we always like to see what, what you guys tell us as far as your reviews will shape a lot of what we do. In addition to whatever Amber comes up with on our episode and gives me topics for. So. I, I'm the mind of this operation. You're the tech. You're the technology on the. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. Internal versus external. And I just wanted to go back for a minute when we were talking about the good versus the bad food. Yes. This is kind of how I shape my mind around it, and I don't know. I just want to say it in case it's helpful for anyone. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I used to definitely, you know, the good versus the bad, right? And then mm -hmm. like the guilt behind eating mm -hmm. these quote unquote bad foods or whatever you might feel like is a bad food. Um, and I tried to change that into, all right, so let's say you eat something like for me, I usually, I try to base it on how I feel afterwards. So typically the next day, if I eat something that let's say it's something I don't eat on a regular basis or what I would consider bad. I like, I say to myself, you know, how do I usually feel bloated, blah, just whatever. So I try to be conscious of those foods and how they make me feel the next yeah. day instead yeah. of just like this, like good and bad guilt that goes around it. It's like, okay, well, what are you eating that internally inside? Like just, just makes you not feel necessarily good. You know what I mean? I, I think that's a good way of looking at it. I think that's a healthy way of looking at it because if you think about it before anybody got wrapped up in the whole weight loss mindset of good, bad on off restart and all this stuff, whenever you would eat something or drink something that made you sick, what's your first response going to be? I'm not going to have that for a while. Right. Like there's, but there wasn't any, I'm, I'm awful. I have no willpower. Like, yeah, I, I think that's actually a very healthy way of looking at it. Uh, it takes time, but you know, it's uh, it's well worth changing your relationship with food. Listen yeah, to absolutely. the podcast for more on everything you need for that type of stuff. Listen to Daryl. It was appropriate. He's, he's the godfather of all knowledge. <laughs> the know GF. You know it. You know it. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm going back to you. Have me using lists now. I, I can we I talk about what a big deal that is. Like. You know, I, I, I am incredibly spontaneous, you know, like 
Yeah, I told you this, this brain of mine is, you know, a clusterfuck at all times. So if you want me to remember something, you need to email me, you need to send me lists. Cause that's the only way I'm going to remember. There's a million thoughts in this brain at one time. Many roles, here, many I, roles I'm I play. Sitting here, I'm sitting here talking <laughs> about how I'm using lists to stay organized and like what a big deal this is. And you want to make it about your clusterfuck of a brain. Okay. Oh, just it. saying need lists. I'm a list person. Yes. Yes. All right. So we, uh, we, we pretty much covered everything again, guys, the, the biggest uh, in this whole path to self-love self-acceptance is huge because you can't really move forward with where you want to go until you know who you are uh, and where you've been. Honestly, um, we went through our personal experiences. We, um, this, this was, this was fun. Like we went into a lot of, uh, a lot of different directions with things. Um, as always, follow us on Instagram. The profile is linked up in the show notes. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify. And um, yeah, those those were my thoughts. What uh, did you think about this today? I think it was great. I think we covered a lot of um, information and yeah. that we tackled self-acceptance. And I hope that others feel that way also and that they took something from listening to us because that's the whole point. Yeah. And, and you guys have, have started to really, you know, let us know your thoughts. Uh, we either get them in DM or we get them. Uh, we see when you, when you share the podcast on Instagram and thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank um, you. Yeah. And, and can, but continue to tell us, cause I mean, seriously, you see how this podcast is evolving and a huge part of that is the feedback that you guys are, are giving us. Like, you know, we have general ideas we want to talk about um, and, and a list of stuff that we want to get through, but you know, how you guys are receiving it, how it's helping you, what you want to hear more of, like that shapes everything. And you can see how stuff's evolving here. So it's pretty nifty. Absolutely. Yes. So with that, we will go ahead and wrap up for this week. Thank you guys as always for listening. And we will talk to you again real soon. Bye.